Home-Selling Hero, hosted by real estate veteran Tom Didion. Each week, we break down today's ultra-hot home seller's market and give you the tips, tricks, and guidance to navigate the selling process and get the most out of selling your home. Proudly presented by the Tom Didion team. Let's jump in. Greetings and moyen, everybody. Thanks for making your way back to the Home Selling Hero podcast. I am your host, Tom Didier, and today's topic, today's real estate topic is plumbing. There's my guest today, special guest Jordan Schwanz, owner of Harbor City Plumbing, longtime friend. We've done a lot of business together. So, Jordy, tell us, uh, tell the listeners who you are and what the hell it is you do. All right. Jordy Schwanz, own Harbor City Plumbing and Mile Rock Site Solutions here in Port Washington. I've been in the plumbing business since 2001, graduated from high school and jumped right in. So let's call pretty much what we do is literally everything to do with plumbing, outside, inside plumbing. The outside plumbing business is our other side, which is Mile Rock Site Solutions. We started that in 2019. See, there was a demand for a company like that who can do pretty much anything on the outside from septic systems, new construction digs, emergency repairs, grading, backfilling, pretty much everything to do outside of the home. Harbor City Plumbing does everything inside of the home and we just work together that way. But yeah, both are going well and hopefully can keep going in that right direction here this year. And what's the, what's the overall, what are they saying about the workforce? I mean, is there enough plumbers, you know, up and coming or is there a need for them? Are you guys short? You got too many plumbers? What's the, what do they say about that industry right now? I think overall, we're always looking for more people to get into the trades in general. So, you know, I, I would say we're probably one of the younger or youngest companies around, you know, always looking for more kids to get into the trades, which is fantastic. As far as numbers go for our company, we're sitting right where we want to be right now in that single digit number. Right. So, you know, we're doing pretty good right now where we're at. So let's start off with a crazy ass story. You have to have a hundred, but tell us your craziest emergency story. How often does the emergency phone ring? I mean, pretty often, right? Yeah, pretty often. It's crazy. Sometimes you get a week and you don't really get any, and then you'll have days in a row. You'll have weekends that are hectic. I don't know if I have like a particular single story. Most memorable. Well, we ha- I can tell you a couple of evenings that we had, and they were due to the rain that we had here in Port Washington. And my phone, this is when I used to run the phone all the time and have it with me 100% of the time. It started going off around midnight, and all hell just broke loose. I don't know, we got like five to seven inches of rain in 24-hour period, and it just blew up. And we ended up running around doing sump pumps, water heaters, and snaking of building drains and sewers. It was wild. I think we did just north of 55 sump pumps in a 24-hour span. And it was really hard because it was you couldn't get around town. There were roads that were shut down. So people were calling us for the emergencies. And it was like looking at the map, literally trying to figure out how we're going to get there because roads are closed down due to Sauk Creek and all the water rushing down town. It was a disaster. And I think we've had two of those since I've been in business. And it's They've been wild, and it's just a lot of running around coordinating, having guys run to the wholesale house to get pumps. I even had my dad run and get us stuff, and anybody who can go get us pumps just so we can get them put in. So All hands on deck. All hands on deck for an emergency. 
All right, let's talk about some exciting stuff. What is new in the plumbing world in terms of technology? Is there Wi-Fi stuff? We're going to talk about PEX, which I think is a relatively still new technology, but what's new in the world of your industry? Uh, let's see, I guess on the supply side, water side, you know, you still have your tankless water here, which we don't do a ton of. They're not super popular in Wisconsin. All right, well, let's stick to, let's stick just to that. So why, what's the advantage of a tankless water heater? Why, what's good about it? What's bad about it? Advantage of tankless water here is you save on the space, you save on the energy. Disadvantages, in my opinion, is they're very costly. And the problem is here in Wisconsin is, is those tankless water heaters run off a temperature rise. So our water in Wisconsin can be, you know, as low as 40 degrees. And to get that up to that 110, 120, what you have to do in that tankless water heater, it has to slow the flow down in order for the water to warm up to get up to that temperature. So that's why everybody's like, well, they're all over Florida. Well, sure, the water could come in at 70 degrees. Well, here it comes in at 40, and now we've got to raise that temperature. But there are situations for those. But I would say we you know, primarily stick to the tank models right now. Another item that just came out in the past couple of years we've been selling quite a few of is Moen came out with a Moen flow valve. So it's an electronic valve we put in just downstream of your water meter or wherever your water comes in, whether it be a well or water meter. And you control it from your phone. So it will tell you if there's a leak in your home. We actually had one of the plumbers here put one in his house and he said it gave him a notification that something was leaking in his home. Looked around, couldn't find anything. Here he went outside, his hose bib was like really small drip, like the smallest drip you could see. And he said he fixed his hose bib and then the alarm went away. But it tells you your water usage every day, tells you when somebody's running the water. And if, for instance, like if you go away or up north or on vacation, you can literally shut that valve off, which then shuts your water off to your home. You can do that from your phone. So check it out. Yeah, Moen has it. We sell them left and right here. They're fantastic. And especially if you do a lot of traveling, forget to turn the water off, or even if you don't want to turn it off. How does the technology know the difference between when I'm, if there's an actual leak or if I'm taking a shower? So if it's a consistent leak and it's like a consistent flow, so obviously you say your hose bibs dripping that thing's dripping all day 24 7 it it picks up on that yeah it's pretty wild that it has a graphed out chart pie chart shows you water usage throughout the day what was you know what they thought was running which seemed like a shower it was running for five minutes right it'll alarm you if there's a major leak if it notices that it's going full flow for an hour or, or less and that alarms you and you can shut it off or it will automatically shut itself off. So yeah, it's very unique tool. So it does have the ability to, if it does detect a leak, you as the, the owner do have the ability from your phone to like turn off the water supply to your house. Yep. Yep. Okay. And that this works with both municipal water or well water. Yep. As long as you have power, unless you have your Wi-Fi at your residence, you know, backed up. So if your power goes out, you need to have some type of, type of backup for that device. But yeah, it's pretty amazing. Like I said, Moen Flow, you can check them out or call us. We can give you info on them. We stock them on the shelf here. So are they powered by a 110 outlet? Is it actually something that plugs in? Correct. Yep. You just plug it right in. Yep. All right. So we've talked about tankless water heaters. We've talked about Moen Flow valves. What about PEX? Plastic piping, right? Plastic yep. supply lines. And is that super yep. popular? Is it just an alternative or what's everybody going with? Pretty much all we do is PEX. I mean, we'll, we'll do copper um, maybe 5% of the time or, you know, or adapt back mm. to what is there. We'll do copper when we have to as far as sizing goes because you can put more plumbing fixtures on copper sizing than you can on PEX. PEX advantages 
pretty much are the cost, you know, the, the quickness and the labor to get it done. It's a clean material, you know, you don't have solder and flux and you're not dealing with any type of metal burrs. You're dealing with a plastic tubing, easy to cut, crimp, staple up and go. Pretty much every new house you see nowadays will have PEX in it. So really you use the word 5%. So that tells me that you think 95% of the copper um, has been replaced by PEX in terms of new construction. For sure. Yeah. My wholesaler, I asked him, I said, does anybody, you know, say we're not doing PEX and we're doing copper only. He said he has one builder and they're one of the largest wholesalers in Wisconsin. He said, we have one, one plumber that he'll only do copper. He said, otherwise everybody else is pretty much using PEX because of the cost and the ease of it, the tools you have now, it just, you're not dealing with a flame anymore and solder. It just, it's a, it's the way to go. And it took me a little while to get committed to it. And now there's really no turning back. It's been great. Yeah. Well, that's good to know. All right. What else? What do you got for changes over the years? How many, how many years have you been doing this now? <sighs> Since 2001 and then started Harbor city plumbing of 2009. So this is our 14th year. Sorry. Right. So 20, in 20 years, what would you say off the top of your head? Like what's the biggest change in your job in the last 20 years? In the, in my job or in the whole plumbing industry? Well, both. Okay. Either, either or both. As far as in the plumbing industry, you know, the PEX was a big thing transitioning over to that battery backup, sump pumps. That's huge. I mean, especially in port, like I talked about the rain earlier, uh, those are a great peace of mind to have in your basement. We put those in constantly or putting one in here today again. Great tool to have. Battery backup, back up your house. It has not only just one pump, there's two down in the crock. Even if it isn't a power outage, there's still a backup pump in there that will go off and then alarm you and tell you, say, hey, I'm, I'm running. And obviously it's running for a reason. So that's been huge. A lot of new construction. I mean, it's crazy amount of new construction that we've done over the last 10 years um, and looks to be another good year on it. You know, you, you look around, you see all the developing around, you know, Ozaki County. It's the reason there's a lot of homes being built and it's, it's a great thing. So is there any, are you noticing any trends in terms of the actual plumbing fixtures when it comes to new construction that people are, is there a trend as far as a faucet or a sink or a tub that are really popular right now that haven't been? The freestanding bathtubs, like if you nice new custom homes, those are in the master bath. We used to have the big deck whirlpool those freestanding, those, those are really popular, the freestanding tubs of faucets. So, so freestanding meaning the old style. It kind of looks like a claw foot, except it's, it, and sometimes they do have the claw feet on them yet, but otherwise just a freestanding tub. Yeah. That's, you see a lot of those multi-head shower units, digital showers. You know, you walk in instead of turning your valve handle on, there's a, it's about the size of your cell phone. You walk up to your shower, hit it, turn it on. That turns on your digital shower. And you can switch to whatever head you want, whether you want one or six. We have six shower heads in some of the showers we put in, and it's all digital. There's a keypad on the outside, keypad on the inside. Those are fantastic. I personally have one and, and love it. I wouldn't I wouldn't go any other way, especially for a nice master shower. They're they're fantastic. So, but it is interesting. It is kind of a nod back to a traditional clawfoot tub, at least that style. They're not exactly the same, but it is it is a design style that has returned to plumbing yeah yeah you see a lot of those yeah and they're super popular in the newer homes yep very interesting all right let's talk about something that i think you and i talked about could be a really good nugget for the listeners to kind of teach them about saving some money potentially in the future so we talked about these 
I don't know what the proper terminology, when a sewer lateral fails, you call that, uh, what, do you, what do you call that when a sewer lateral fails for a homeowner? Just pretty much a damaged sewer line that's leaving your house. So we get the call okay. often, four of them yesterday alone on a Monday, floor drain backed up in my basement, right? So you got to snake out that line. So we snake it out and once in a while we can feel that there's a problem in there and we're snaking it out. We now have a camera. So we take our camera, we run it inside the pipe. We can locate it, we can record it, we can show you exactly where, how far, how deep, where that problem is. And then we can kind of come up with a plan to take care of that. We have two options for repair there. One is either dig it up, if that makes sense. We can dig up the yard and replace it. That's the old fashioned way. But now there's a newer way to do it as well, which is the digless, trenchless method is a liner. So what we do is we go in there, we descale the pipe, clean the pipe out as best we can without breaking that. And as long as there's not an actual break, you know, we can usually line it and, you know, we clean it out. We'll shoot a liner inside of that pipe and it is a seamless PVC pipe from your house. We try to get it all the way out to the city's main and from there on, we can replace the pipe on the inside. But yeah, we do a lot of those lately. That pipe isn't getting any younger in, in poor Washington. Right. The ones that are failing, and it sounds, I've heard you say that this is becoming more and more prevalent, that these sewer laterals are failing. And just so the listener understands, the homeowner's responsibility is for all the plumbing all the way up to the city main line in the street. So between the street and your house, that is your responsibility. And when this sewer lateral fails, whether it just gets hole in it or if a tree root, I think that's real popular, right? Tree roots can actually pop right through these. So that is the homeowner's responsibility 100%. The municipality you're in has no responsibility for your lateral between the street and your house, correct? Yeah, that's correct. Most municipalities, and I don't want to say all, most, and typically in Ozaki County for sure, you are responsible for the lateral leaving your house all the way through your yard, all the way into the city's street or wherever that main is located. So wherever that connection is to the city's main, you are responsible for that. So most people think, and I did too, when it goes into the road, that's on the city. Well, that's that's not correct. So you are responsible to that main connection. And obviously it can be very costly if you got to shut a road down. We got to dig down 10 to 15 feet sometimes. It's a huge process. So yeah, it's not a bad idea to have if you think you're having problems or or even your your home is really old, thinking about selling it, thinking about buying one, have us come in and just have us run that camera in there. You always have your roof inspected, siding, everything else. Your sewer's probably more costly than than most of those. And, you know, you can have it inspected and you know, prior to, to finding out the bad news. So what a, in your experience when these fail, what are those laterals made out of? What's, what is that material that the tree roots are either punching through or what material is actually rotting away? So the most popular material for the tree roots to come through is clay pipe. Okay. They used to put in actual clay pipe back in two foot sections or four foot sections. And all they did was butt those pipes together and put mortar over it. And over time, those, that mortar cracks, tree roots get deeper, tree roots are looking for water down that deep, and they literally go into your sewer pipe and close it up completely. The other common sewer failure is cast iron pipe, which is the metal black cast iron pipe that leaves your house. That literally corrodes from the inside out and completely rots out to the point where we can't even line it. We have to dig it. But those are for sure the, the most common failures of a sewer lateral is the clay and the cast. Okay. And the modern day laterals, I'm assuming, are PVC pipes? Yep. All PVC. 
and those are performing pretty well over the last 40 years. I mean, th- those aren't, I'm sure they get clogged still, but they're not failing like the cast iron or the clay pipes. Correct. Yeah. No, PVC has been amazing as long as it's installed properly, like anything and bedded right in the stone when they first run it into the house, you shouldn't have any problems. It's all gravity and you got to have it pitched correctly and bedded correctly. That way there is no sags and bellies and you can't just lay it in the ditch. But yeah, PVC has been phenomenal. Yep. Have a house to sell, but not sure who to trust when it comes to getting the best deal and leveraging the current market? Trust the experts at the Tom Didier team. With over a quarter century of selling Milwaukee, Tom and his team of real estate experts are here to ensure that you get every penny you deserve out of selling your home. No matter where you live in the dairy state, put one of Wisconsin's top real estate teams to work for you in selling your home and making the most of your real estate investment. Looking to buy a house instead? Tom and his team have you covered here as well, helping you craft and perfect the offer on your dream home. Visit SellingMilwaukee.com to find out how much your home could be worth and connect with the team to make your next real estate transaction a dream. Now, back to the show. So, and here's the other part that sucks is what you told me is in your experience, most of these sewer backups, when it results in a a failed line, do not have traditional homeowners insurance does not cover that. Now, every policy is different, but I think you said, you know, many times it's not covered. And these repairs are in excess of ten or twenty thousand dollars, correct? Correct. Yep. And I made one phone call prior to this podcast today to my insurance agent. She confirmed their agency does sell what's called service line endorsements, which means you can buy roughly ten thousand dollars of coverage for about fifty to sixty bucks per year. Is that about what you were hearing out there in the industry also? Yeah, that's what I've been seeing. Sometimes people have it on there and they don't know it. But most don't have it, and yeah, it's it it makes a lot of sense to me. I mean, I've seen seventy five dollars covers fifteen thousand dollars worth of coverage. You can easily get to that for sure. If we had to summarize it, I mean, I'll give the I'll give the little piece of advice here, and you can modify it if need be. My advice would be if you live in a house that was built prior to nineteen, I'm going to say sixty, that it would be a good idea to review your policy with your agent and see if you do have coverage for that sort of thing. And if you don't, even if you've never, even if you've never had any problems with it, it might be a really good idea to have this service line endorsement added. Would you agree on the year? Yep. Anything, anything that's in that older age home that has metal pipe, if you see metal pipe going through your floor in the basement, that will mean typically that you have metal, cast iron, or clay leaving your house. And yeah, absolutely. For that 50 to even a hundred bucks a year, to get that much coverage and it could happen just because you don't have problems with it now, you could have a problem tomorrow and you're up shit Creek and it could be 20, 30, even more. First pun of the podcast, up shit Creek, pun intended. Good job. Good job. Good job. All right. So the liner, that's a totally relatively new technology. And obviously the advantage is you can reline these things without trenching or digging up anything. Correct. Yes. Yep. And is there, are there guarantees? If I pay you guys 20 some grand to line my whole sewer lateral, is it guaranteed for a time period? Yeah. So the company we work with has a 50 year warranty on it. It is a seamless trenchless line. So it, if you envision it, it's almost like a, we clean the pipe out, 
get it all as best as we can without breaking the pipe with water pressure and cut the roots out with a chain cutter. Then when we blow in, it almost looks like a wet sock. You blow the wet sock in with air and you get it all the way down to the exact point where you want to start the liner. And then we send in a UV cable and send that all the way down, turn the light on. It's like the, it's four times brighter than a welding light, I believe. And you pull that back very slowly. And as you pull this welding light back, it cures that pipe in place. And it is hard as a rock, PVC, no joints, no seams, 50 year warranty. And it's, it's fantastic. Yeah. It's a lifesaver. You know, the digging method is still a, a method we do all the time, but the liner is nice. If you have a lot of landscaping, if you're underneath a ton of concrete going into a city roadway, you know, not all these mains are smack dab in the middle of the road. Some are under the road for could be as much as 50 to hundred feet, depending on how they ran it. Now, maybe you already answered this, but is this liner option available for both clay pipes and cast? Yes. Yep. Okay. Really? So it works just as well in either? Both. Correct. Okay. All right. Cool. And if you did have, I mean, in the unusual circumstance where maybe a, a PVC lateral failed from actual damage, a backhoe or whatever, I'm guessing that would also work in traditional PVC if you wanted to, if you needed to line that without excavating? Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. We've done it into a point where there was actually a separation and we weren't able to dig it up or we, it was very costly. So we did like a spot repair, I guess you would call it, where we went in and lined that piece. So it still had the separation offset and elevation very slightly, but it was a solid patch all the way through. Yeah. Pretty amazing. Cool. So the camera is kind of a new technology too. You guys have been running the camera for a few years now. Are you operating it personally or is that your techs that are doing that? We all do it. I'm probably the one that operates it the most just because I can kind of walk through with the customer. And But yeah, the camera is amazing. I mean, we're hired by even the Miss Pally once in a while to do it. It's a great tool to have. And I first bought it. I was like, are we going to get our money out of it? Are we going to use it? It's almost to the point where we need to buy another one because somebody's always using the camera. It's great. So did you get... Is it just experience or did you have to have training? Because I've watched you watch those videos and it all looks the same to me. I don't know what the hell I'm looking at. It just looks like shit water to me. But how is that just experience or do you get trained in what to look for when you're running that camera down the line? It's experience more than anything. There's not much training to do. You know, you're looking at the inside of a pipe and trying to figure out what the fittings are and what the fittings, what direction they're going. And while you're running a camera down a pipe, what other things are you seeing down there? Let's see, uh, some worms coming from the tree roots coming in there. So you see a bunch of worms crawling around in there. It's just typical bugs, some stuff that shouldn't be going down the drain. I was going to say, anything that you flushed down the toilet. Yeah, yeah. Right? If it's laying down there, it's... Star Wars figures, Star Wars down figures. Down there, yeah. We've, yep, we've definitely seen some toys make it through the toilet and find those down there. Yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty wild. And then you get into the city mains once in a while and you can... It's crazy. It's just a huge pipe and water's ripping through there. All right, let's move on to a new plumbing topic, garbage disposals. Yep. I have my own conspiracy theory that garbage disposals are all put out there by plumbers, and you guys are all sharing a piece of the pie because you really shouldn't have a garbage disposal, in my opinion. In my experience, I've owned lots of homes. You really shouldn't be grinding anything. Like, you should only be putting liquids down any of your drain lines. But garbage disposals, who should have them, and what should they be used for? My opinion, they're used to clean your plate off, pan, whatever you want, spray it down, not to throw the out-of-date lettuce down the drain. Or I've seen people put dog food down there that was out-of-date. And you ever seen what a piece of dog food does in water? It about 
expands about 10 times the size but yeah i think it's like anything it's just you got to use it how it should and it's to to clean the plate off at the end of the day when you're done doing the dishes those scraps in the bottom spray them down run a lot of water with it disposers now are are way nicer than they were back in the day they're all stainless steel now very quiet they chew everything up pretty fine but yeah you, you don't want to just start throwing hot dogs and eggshells and onion i mean just it's not for cleaning your fridge i'll put that in the garbage or put it down to disposer, but you're going to be calling us most likely. All right. So specifically, you already mentioned lettuce and dog food. Sounds like dog foods are definitely a no-no. Any other? Rice. Rice was a big one. Yeah. Any rice or pasta will continue to get, yeah, expand and just clog up. Yeah. All right. So don't be putting your food down your garbage disposal, but you're allowed to clean your plate off with it, correct? There you go. Yep. How about circulation pumps? I think I understand. I don't have a circulation pump in my house. Maybe I should have you put one in. But I believe the purpose of a circulation pump is to make sure that the hot water is always hot right away, correct? And how does it work and and is it expensive and should everybody get one or is it just kind of a personal preference thing? It's kind of a personal preference thing. It is very nice. I have one in my house. They're super handy to have. So you put them on the bottom. You know, we need the access to your plumbing in, in your lower level or wherever to connect the pipes but it's a separate line that we run from usually the furthest fixture and obviously a fixture that has hot water so either like a lab sink kitchen sink or shower bathtub something like that we'll run a separate line from that furthest fixture we'll run it all the way back to your water heater and we'll put it in the bottom of your water heater so you can either put it on a pump or what was really nice and energy saving is if you do a gravity type system but you need to have a pitch available to bring that line all the way back to the water heater but all it does is move that water consistently throughout the home. If you do a pump, there's a timer that we put on them. So you can put the timer. It's like a Christmas tree light timer, that type of timer. You can set it up for when you want that to pump. So it's not going all day. You get up at 5, you want it running at 4.30 to 6 and uh, and so on. So you can have that water moving throughout the home. So when you go turn your faucet on the furthest wing, you're going to have steady hot water. You're saving water because you're not waiting it for it forever. But it's hot right away. It's right there. What percentage of new construction homes are installing circulation pumps? Not many. You know, the bigger ones are. You know, not all people want to spend the money up front. I think you're probably looking at 1500 bucks, a couple grand by the time you do the pump, the timer, separate outlet. But the bigger homes, for sure, they're all doing it. But, you know, your basic two-and-a-half bathroom, they all should consider it. And, you know, it's something we can always add after the fact. Just as long as you don't go and finish your basement off, we can have access to the plumbing. We can add it any time. All right, everyone. Well, that's all we got for plumbing. I hope you found a few nuggets in here that were not only interesting, but helpful, especially that part about calling your insurance agent and checking on your service line. All right, Jordan, if our listeners want to get a hold of Harbor City Plumbing or Mile Rock Excavating, how do they get a hold of you guys? Give us a call. Phone number for Harbor City Plumbing. You can Google it, obviously. And same thing with Mile Rock, 262-689-4042. And phone number for Mile Rock, 262-483-1900, located just north of Port Washington. And yeah, check us out on Facebook. We got websites out there. And yeah, check us out. We're a great company to work with, both of them. Or, you know, Jason runs the Mile Rock side, and I run the Harbor City side, and do our best to you know, give you a call back if we don't answer. But yeah, appreciate all the business moving forward and in the past. Yeah. 
Well, that was Jordy Schwanz with Harbor City Plumbing. Thanks for being my guest. My sign-off, as always, just like using a local plumber, my sign-off is always use your local lender. Thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to Home Selling Hero. For more, subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform and connect with Tom across LinkedIn, Instagram, and Twitter. If you have a question about selling your home or buying your next one, reach out to Tom at tom at tomdidier.com or call or text him directly at 414-881-3290. Home Selling Hero is a production of Tom Didier Real Estate in partnership with Westport Studios. This podcast is for informational purposes only, and any information presented during the course of discussion is presented as reliable under the laws of the state of Wisconsin. Be sure to consult a local agent in order for any nuances where you may live.